0: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Uh, Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First Elliot, to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. keeps it, and he it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma
1: Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, the official chip mm. and the official dip of get you the some. Dallas Cowboys. Go get you some. I like mm. that. We've got Talking Cowboys here over the next forty five minutes yep. and we are breaking down plenty over that time period, including the week four matchup with the Carolina Panthers mm. coming up. On Sunday, we've got Heck and as always. Isaiah Stanback Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Chris Beam when we were getting ready for the show was mm-hmm. literally singing with
2: joy yes. because of how excited he was Turn up. of how this podcast was gonna go. Did you watch Disney Disney Plus last night, Chris? Is that- it where so, you got your inspiration from, no, Hakuna, I did not Hakuna watch Matata. It,
0: no, I did not watch Disney.
2: Park. Chris, I appreciate Wired it. Up,
1: Chris is on point, but we are glad you're with us. And let's go ahead and start things off by a little bit of newsworthy mm-hmm. uh, hits from Rob Phillips here over in the corner. Rob, I mean, we heard from Mike McCarthy yesterday. It was pretty much good news for
2: injury statuses moving forward, right? Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, he he said they got some guys banged up, so we'll see what the injury report actually looks mm-hmm. like, but. Uh, sound like Amari Cooper came out of the game okay he played a ton of snaps in the game just wasn't didn't have a ton of catches didn't didn't need him to actually um, we got some clarity on the guys on IR so there's a few guys that are eligible to come back this week Josh Ball Sean McCune Neville Gallimore Kelvin Joseph <laughs> nobody's ready yet uh-huh. out of those four nobody's ready yet wow. they, Mike said I think it's going to be at least a couple weeks for for all of them maybe a few weeks for Kelvin Joseph which is that, that's disappointing but he's making progress he says but so they're just holding they're going to wait until guys are closer because you don't want to start that 21 day clock where they can start mm-hmm. practicing until they're about ready to come back so we'll see but that you know that's that's too bad because you know I think everybody wants to see what what boss man's got question yes um
3: the way that this this league works, right, in terms of transactions, whenever somebody comes off of IR, room has to be made for them to come back on a roster. Is that correct? Correct. So, how many guys do we have to make room for that are for sure going to come back into this roster at some point
2: this season? Um, probably at least three. I don't. I don't know about Josh Ball. I. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. ma- maybe or maybe it's a redshirt year for him. Yeah, I'm not probably. sure exactly where he's at with his with his ankle. But um, especially with the play of Terrence Steele,
1: I feel like you feel better at that spot than you would initially because I thought Ball was brought in to compete for the swing tackle job with mm. Ty Inceki and Terrence Steele. Well, Insecki hasn't been a factor because of his uh, health, and then you have Ty- Terrence Steele, who all of a sudden is one of the better offensive tackles in football the last two weeks. Mm. I mean, according to Pro Football Focus. So, yeah, I don't know if Ball's going to play a lot. I mean, he could could, be active.
2: He could be back and activated, but I I think the chance for him to be the swing tackle—that's that ship is sailed for for year one. I mean, Terrence Steele, two weeks in a row. We talked about it yesterday in the office. I mean, he he played
4: well. No, and and Terrence Steele is looking is scary good right now at the swing tackle, answering our prayers for what we needed. But I think the. The the shade that you're throwing right now the if nobody picked up on that
2: there's a, he's going he's going a direction here he's going I'm just saying there has to be room
3: made. No. a lot of guys are making plays no. we have a lot of depth and, and, and who and, are you
1: talking no, to? no, no. just in,
3: I think I off the top I'm thinking there's there has to be four guys right okay. there's four guys that are for sure coming back onto this roster but at the same time man, I know people are excited about that Well, the reality is. There's four guys that have to leave right. the roster, and
4: so there are four guys right now currently. There's a light at the end of that tunnel, Absolutely. and it's a train. Yeah,
1: <laughs> mm. yeah it's not it's Roger Rabbit style. It's a
4: train. <laughs> so, is, is
1: who are who are some of the guys that you're looking at in that um, regard?
3: I mean, obviously, we got Tristan Hill. He's coming back. Okay, um, we have Gallimore. Yep, he's coming back. Kelvin Joseph. He's coming back. Malik Turner, with our special team play as of late. He's coming back. I forgot about Malik. Yep. That's another one. So, those are my 4 off the top. What else y'all got?
4: Oh man, that's and Pretty so good four. who are the guys that is is really crazy to be talking about guys on the bubble in season. Uh-oh. Mm. Rob.
2: I he, this is a conversation I didn't expect to have. I mean, where's my roster? I mean, we're a couple I weeks got, out, right? Here we are. Uh, at least I mean, I I don't know. I mean, this could be a thing. It's not, it's not all going to happen at the same week, but right. And it sounds like it could be after the bye for some guys. I mean, the way it's going, there's only 3 more games till the bye. So, I don't know. And here's the thing too. I hate to say this, but injuries happen. Correct. Uh, COVID is still like a weekly thing around here, yeah. unfortunately. Um and hopefully that just you know there's no fault of anybody's. Nope. It's the world we're living in, but that's always lingering out there. As oh uh, well, if we got to put somebody on a reserve list, then you can bring somebody back that way. I don't. It doesn't always have to be cuts, but you do bring up an interesting point, and it's actually a good thing because it's like I don't know. I think when we got done with preseason, I don't know if anybody felt super great about depth on this roster at certain spots, and I think what they've been able to do through three games, especially on defense, without. Guys, starters, key contributors—it's been impressive. Yeah, I'm impressed. I guess,
3: I guess I bring that up because when say everybody stays healthy, scenario-wise, right? Because I think everybody feels pretty good about our depth right now. Pretty much at every position, um, we, we feel pretty good. Understanding that those guys are coming back, we now have to say, "Hey, heck, man, you've been you've been playing good, man, but uh, got to make a move with you because you know we got Tristan Hill. And you know he's one of our main guys. Gallimore is one of our main guys, so you got to." You're odd man out, you know, but you're not hurt, so I can't put you on IR, so I got to put you on practice squad, which means that anybody can come grab you, right? Or how
2: does that work? Uh, you do get four protections a week. Okay, not you. I don't know if, I, again, these damn rules. Yeah, yeah, they I don't know if you can only protect a guy a certain amount of times, but there is that option, and you do have veteran options on the practice squad, like you got said. You. So there are, you know, it's it's easier to keep guys around than it used to be. Yeah. But look the COVID, honestly. Look at us. Just seven minutes into a week four
1: show, and we're talking about taking people's jobs. How about that? It's a reality, companies. man. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a reality check. And so I, I, I tweeted out as the, the tease to this. I said, reality check and fan calls. We will be taking fan calls coming up here in about 10 minutes or so. But I wanted to get a reality check on this ball club, specifically surrounding the identity, because we've seen it go fluctuating a couple of ways now. Of course, yeah, you've seen the ground and pound. The last couple weeks, it's been Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, dual backfield, and then the passing game has taken a back seat. and the defense has forced some turnovers and gotten you the ball back. Week one, it was pretty much the complete opposite of that, except for maybe the defense. But I want to ask just each one of you guys, I'll start with Heckma, what is the identity of this team right now? I feel like that's a tough question. It's a loaded question. But if you had to pinpoint it, where would you put it?
4: And it is a tough question because of the, the, the small sample size that we have on this team. Um, I think clearly a blind man can tell you that this offense is explosive and, and you know what you're getting from them. Um, but the other thing is just two words when I when I think of the defense is intensity, intensity and intentional. And the intentional part is you can see that these guys are focusing in on their responsibility. Do your job. And guys are doing their job. And I believe that when it's, it's something that you hadn't seen around here in a while, is that intensity? Guys flying around, and it, it's you see you, you've seen it from the Tampa game. Even though we lost that game, mm-hmm. the LA game, and now the Philadelphia game, where guys are playing with motor, and it doesn't stop. It doesn't want. It doesn't start at the first quarter, and then go away at the fourth quarter. It's all the way through. And giving credit to Dan Quinn for that, because I I, I just feel as though. Looking at him during OTAs and, and and training camp, he spent so much time with the defensive line, right? You, this all you saw was Quinn with the defensive line, and that is the one group that you're seeing the the improvements in immediately. And it's just, I believe it's just his teaching style, the way that he teaches the defense. It's easy for the, it for it to you know to correlate to game time action. So intensity and intentional are two things that I'm I'm saying these guys have, and that would be what I would say is the what was the question? <laughs> yeah, the identity of <laughs> the, the identity look. of the team. So
1: Dan Quinn, y- you mentioned Tim. I know Isaiah. You've brought it up in the past about his culture of of hands on learning, his culture of the, this teaching that's going on. It's something that's refreshing because the Cowboys haven't had that from a defensive coordinator maybe since before Rod Marinelli. Marinelli did that a couple times, but not to the extent of what Dan Quinn has been doing. But is that all it's taken? To, to turn this defense around? I feel like it's got to be more than that, right? You
3: know, we've, re- we've replaced some guys. You know, I mean, we, we had a huge offseason last year in terms of acquisitions, but they're all veterans. You know, this year we made a commitment not only to veterans that are proven that understand his system, right, so that you don't have to teach as much. You can actually just adapt, right, and, and integrate. But now he went out and got, what, how many rookies did we draft? Right, yeah. Drafted eight, eight def- on the yeah, defensive, side. defensive side of the ball. So that I mean, so you're intentional, right, to Heckman's point, and in- intentional about your assignment, about what your what your plan was, right? How you wanted to approach this thing. You are intentional about the type the veterans that you decided to bring in. You are intentional about the type of rookies that you wanted to bring in. You intertwine those two things, and along with the culture that you know he's going to instill, and all of a sudden, voila, you have a, the team. For my word, is competitive. Not only just on that side of the ball, but in all three phases, kind of. You gotta have that culture, <laughs> kind
1: of. Yeah, you gotta have that culture of, of competition too in there yeah, as well. And yeah. I think the the additions of the offseason of guys like Neal and KZ. I mean, KZ mm-hmm. is such an underrated signing in my yeah. opinion right now. Malik Cooker, who's who's come out and played uh-huh. exceptionally well. Safety depth is all of a sudden a thing in Dallas, which is something mm. we've never said. Hey. I feel like on the in the history of this show, <laughs> and big safeties, big Curse. safeties. Yeah, yeah. Curse yeah. has Ball, been playing man. really
2: well, but. What does it see or what does that turnaround take in for you in your eyes, Rob? I think you guys totally agree. It's a combination. It's play style, and it's also an infusion of talent. Not just new guys coming in, but that second year jump that Mike keeps talking about with guys like CD, obviously on offense, but Trayvon Diggs is now looks like a Pro Bowl caliber player in year two. So from what we've seen yeah. so far, Trayvon. so you, you know you're talking about young guys developing. And, and they just, I mean, guys at key spots are that are new are coming in. And Parsons, Osa have made a huge impact. You mentioned the safety play. I mean, they're just getting more. Mike, Mike sat down with the local media right before the start of the season and and just kinda of talked about some different things. And he talked he said something like, We got some dudes on this team. <laughs> and he's right. Like on defense, I mean, I know we talked last year they needed more talent. They've got some, some talent on defense. And and then you, you bring in a, a scheme and a proven guy that you know, knows what to do with that talent, it's a good mix. And and it hasn't been perfect so far, and we can talk about that. But I mean it's but it's a lot better than last year.
3: And dude is a, for those that don't understand, dude is a synonym
1: for Dog,
3: um, yeah. also uh, D- 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 G- a player. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There,
1: there go. you go. Just no, I like sure. that. All right, uh, Isaiah. What's your identity for this ball club? It was competitive. Oh, that's
3: yeah. Your, that was, was your that was my word? word. Yeah, that was my oh, word. Okay. Yeah.
2: Rob, uh, the tur- the turnover margin. I think because people, you know, we talked with about the coordinators and Mike gives all autonomy to his coordinators and and he's more of a walk around guy, but his history as a head coach is his guys take care of the ball and they and they force turnovers like and so he's his identity from the Packers days that is translated it wasn't there last year until late in the season but it's there right now they lead the league in turnover margin and some of that with in Green Bay was you had an an all-time quarterback who didn't turn it over much but they also forced a lot of turnovers and that's that's that play style thing that he talks about talked about daily in training camp and it's 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 paying off i mean you're seeing the imprint right now
1: yeah i i completely agree with all of you guys and it, you kind of alluded to it a minute ago we didn't get a chance to touch on it yesterday but time management might be a question mark for this ball club and for this coaching staff and uh i know a couple of the other shows on dallas hit on it pretty extensively and of course the local media hit on it extensively but what did you think about the end of the second quarter Less than a minute left. It was fourth down. It looked like, for the moment, Philadelphia was going to punt and or go for it. It was a decision to be made right around midfield. There was no timeout called. The Monday Night Football broadcast said, what are you doing, Mike McCarthy? You could get the football back here if you really wanted to. I didn't have as big of a problem, I feel like, as a lot of other people did with the decision. But, uh, Heckma, what did you think about what the decision was ultimately to have the no timeout call
4: i'm kind of with you kyle I, I really i think knowing this defense and and knowing that they have the big play giving up the big plays the way that they have um i worry about that every game and you saw it in the, the philadelphia game those big chunk gash plays that they've been giving up um i think mike mccarthy is getting this bad rap on time management and it's 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 followed him from Green Bay when you talk mm-hmm. about the turnovers and all that. There's so other things that have followed him as well. And the, the critics of Mike McCarthy are going to jump on that at every stop, anytime he does that. But did it decide the football game? It did not. But will situations like that decide a football game? Yes. And so um, I I think going back to it's all about situational awareness for me. And you have coaches like uh, Belichick in New England. There's no one ever questions his game management ever because he seems to be on every part of every football game. But then you take guys from uh, the coach from Seattle, the way that he handles certain things in in clock management situations. And, And I just feel as though, Uh, Coaches try to be as perfect as they possibly can, but then there are situations where they can't. I I don't want to grill Mike McCarthy for that because I think there are other positive things that he's brought brought to the table that people are not going to give him uh, any credit for.
3: I didn't like the, I didn't like the the decision that he made, but I mean, ultimately, it didn't cost you the game. But it's something that we, that everybody wants to talk about because of the what ifs. Right, we're going to be in some tight battles this year. Everybody knows that at some point in time, you're going to have those games, and we don't want to see these types of decisions uh, kind of flourish and kind of turn into something that we that we that we become more common. Uh, so I didn't like it. I wish we would have been more aggressive and called a timeout and got the ball back and had opportunity to score because they were getting the ball back, if I remember correctly, um, after the half. Mm-hmm. So anytime that they're getting the ball. back, Back and we're in, we have an opportunity to try to score. I want to get at least three points up on the board.
4: That's and that's what I'm talking about. Knowing that that team was going to get the ball back yeah. at the after half, and if you if disaster happens, yep. you know, and that's saw what if. And I think they had like a third and twenty seven uh, yes. at the time. I mean, what are the probability of them actually converting on the third and twenty seven? I just Mike didn't take the opportunity. He, he, he went into halftime and left those timeouts on. So he was comfortable, huh? He was. That boy had to, his seat was
1: warm. <laughs> that's the thing that I, I completely agree because that's what people are looking at. You're looking at the what-ifs with that situation specifically of, hey, this is a mistake. Yeah. I don't think it was a mistake. I think it was a decision. It was a missed opportunity. The end of the Chargers game where you almost botched a, a 56-yard game-winning field goal attempt because of your lack of time management, that was a mistake. Yeah. That almost cost you a game. Luckily, it didn't. But then this lingers in. You're up 20-7. You don't to want to give up the big play. It's situational awareness. So people kind of like exactly people what want to said.
3: see your foot on the pedal, Kyle. Sure. People want to see you. Yeah, that's for a lack of another but analogy. if your foot's you on, the foot foot on the pedal, there's a
1: chance you get in a crash. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, guess what? If, you, like you got to live your life a light. quarter
3: mile at a time, Kyle. It's like yeah, running live the your yellow life. light. Dude. Look yeah, at you, not being a scared.
4: Hey, when you up like that, yeah, drag them, boy. No, in, in your in your offenses, Toretto, <laughs> Dra- Dra- dragged them, boy. I'm Toretto, family. It's all about family, it's all it's about family, family, right, family now. right now. We're gonna have a movie <laughs> reference every podcast. Every podcast. I'm here
1: for it. <laughs> <laughs> Chris has got to get like a ding in the back right? Just every time yes. there's a movie
4: reference. It's gonna yeah. pop up.
1: But I said I mean, if you're
3: playing Madden right and you're beating somebody and they and they have that situation, they're third and long and you got a minute left, I'm calling timeout.
2: <laughs> I
4: mean, time because I, mean, I want the ball back. Yeah,
2: I think yeah. it's. Uh, you mentioned common. I think that's the thing with fans. Like I think it's it's been a cumulative effect because yeah. not you mentioned the end of game situation mm-hmm. against the Chargers three games now three situations at the end of the half where it's like huh what and you can disagree with it if you want and most people have and i did i i was surprised by this too i i would have you know the you couldn't stop this offense so i i thought you know just like you said finish the game right there mm-hmm. you basically could have mm-hmm. um i can make people feel better up go ahead if if you call a timeout right there
3: coach fossil is going to do what he go after the punt? We're going after the punt. Oh, come <laughs> on. So I'm going to make everybody feel better. <laughs> All right? That would have happened. There's no question about it. That was the decision that would follow that timeout. You were coming after the punt because you want to keep the ball on that side of the
2: 50. Roughing the punter. I think what Mike was <laughs> 15 yards. So in reality, he saved a call. Yes, there you go. <laughs> exactly. But I think he was thinking, and he kind of referenced this yesterday, we probably would have been pinned back in our own territory look what happened in the first quarter yep um Javon Hargrave was a problem with the pass rush let's not have a repeat of that and I think he trusts his defense I don't you couldn't say that last year I think they I think they looked at this game and said we don't need to do anything out of the ordinary to win this football game and last year some of those special teams decisions uh, you know you could call it desperation whatever Mm -hmm. They, didn't, they felt like they could just win this game straight up, and they did, and they won by 20 points. Yeah, and we're still finding something to nitpick, but that's kind of how it goes around these parts. I
1: mean, that's kind of how Dallas rolls. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're answering your questions. Call in right now, 888-855-2297. We're going to talk to you when we come back with more Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos.
4: insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor.
0: Back to Talkin' Cowboys.
1: It's great people, great pay replay. You've heard Jason Witten has joined that Caliber Collision team. If you want to join them and do great work with great people for great pay apply now at jobs at caliber.com. that's jobs at caliber.com. it's it's kind of funny you know how the conspiracy conspiracies or i guess it's even proven that Phones and laptops listen to you. Yes. I had, like, Caliber Collision ads all over my laptop yesterday mm-hmm. as I was working upstairs. Mm-hmm. It had, and it had Jason Witten on the Seriously Caliber stuff. Collision. So, Somebody's hey, if, if, somebody, <laughs> if, if, if Big Brother's looking down <laughs> and looking down. They're, they're trying to get you to join Caliber Collision, you should go ahead and click on that ad and keep going through it. Might as well. Sure turn that oh, off just go along with buddy. it.
3: You said what? You just make sure you turn that Alexa off
1: in your house. Oh, gosh, yeah. Mm. It's pretty mm. bad. Yeah. I've got a couple of those. <laughs> Welcome back into Talking Cowboys. Here on this Wednesday, we're going through reality checks and taking a look back at the Cowboys' win over the Eagles and maybe even a little peek ahead to the Panthers on Sunday. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Chris Beam in the back. And we're taking your fan calls here throughout the next couple of minutes. And I believe Chris has somebody. Bob from Nashville is on the line. Hey, Bob, you're on Talking Cowboys. Hey, good morning, fellas morning,
0: Bob. Morning. Hey, love lo- love the direction of the team, offense, defense, everything. My only question, and this uh, is for you guys, is it seems like we really struggle with covering tight ends. And it's something that I think is going to really rear its ugly head as we get start playing those teams, you know, KC, who have great tight ends. So I'm concerned with that defensively. But other than that, I love the direction of the defense and and where they're at right now. I want to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys.
1: Appreciate the call, Bob. Bob,
3: you must have been in my head because last night as I'm watching film and I came in and started having a conversation with Heck, the tight ends for Carolina, I like them. I like Mm, them a lot. A lot. I like them a lot. A lot. Uh, And they are going to (laughs) present a problem for us. So your question that you have will be answered. This week, because we are going to be challenged. Uh, Gronkowski is a specimen. Let's not even act like anybody can can guard him or tame him. These guys are—they come at you in bundles. They got three tight ends that all are very active in their offense. Um, they all give a thousand percent effort, and we are going to be
4: tested in that regard. So, to your question, we will find out this week. No, and I love our Big Nickel. When we go Big Nickel and we have Carson in the, in the ball game, his ability to stay on those seam routes, which a lot of tight ends like to run, you know, option routes, anything that gives you visibility for the quarterback, I think we we're proving that we can get in, uh, be in a situation to stop those tight ends. Um, now we're getting, in, now we're getting into the territory, like Bob just mentioned, where we're going to see some really good mm-hmm. tight end play. Uh, and as you you, you showed me, uh, basically before the the show, that the Panthers have some tight ends that we have to worry about. And so, look, I, I think for this defense, the number one thing is sticking to the script, stopping the run, making sure that we don't give up any of that. And then going into this week, you realize the Panthers. Don't have McCaffrey, possibly don't want to get too far ahead on that, but I'm just saying, defensively, I think we present problems for the offense so that look, you got to get the ball out as quick quickly as possible, and if you can jump those, then I I like our success with our linebackers because we've had so su, su, such good play and production from those guys.
2: I totally agree, Bob. Um, I think segment three we were going to talk about like concerns, and that's covering tight ends was going to be one of mine because it's mm. it's not just. The coverage part of it, I think Ertz's three yard touchdown in the third quarter—they just lost him. You know, I don't—I don't know what the coverage bus was there uh, or what the assignment was, but this kind of goes back to like 2019. They had trouble covering tight ends all the way back to Marinelli's last year. I do think Curse's addition helps in that regard, um, but we've seen it already. I mean, Chargers had—they uh, you know, did a pretty good job on Jared so, Cook, yeah. Yep. Uh, but you know, Gronkowski's a problem. You're right about Carolina, and there's more guys on the schedule. Got so. Darren Waller down the line. You've got, G- or excuse me, Travis Kelsey,
1: Kelsey. down oh, the line. Those are the top two. Yep. Yeah. You've got some good tight ends on this this roster. I think Neil <laughs> Neil could add to that. <laughs> Neil's addition could be better for covering tight ends. Yes. He was unavailable this week. He was definitely available against
4: Los Angeles. Yeah, I like Neil. I, I just feel as though Neil's. Particular uh, strong suit is covering out in the flat. Yeah. Covering out in the flat and, and sideline, sideline. Sideline. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. And I think I, in in a one on one situation, I think he gets exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, I know where you're going with that. I just, you know, yeah. I just like him better out in the flat with no, the running don't backs. Ne- I don't necessarily
3: and, disagree. And Bob, my concern, and we'll address some of, this, some of this, some of our other shows this week as well, but my concern with Carolina, this is just a concern, just a concern. Um, is our ability – I'm confident in our, in our big nickel's ability to stick on tight ends when they have their hand in the ground. Mm. This two different elements to sticking a tight end, right? Heck, when you put your hand in the ground, three-point stands, I can stand over over you, right over your head, and guess what? I'm gonna make it more challenging on you. But if I come but up, but if you stand up, <laughs> now <laughs> you can changed. release. Now you can release like a receiver, mm-hmm. right? Now you could use your strength to your advantage. Now I can't get on top of you, right? While you're trying to raise up and stand up and run, you're already in a running position. The game changes, right? Your ability to get out the gate and run immediately changes. So. I'm interested to see how we handle that because that is what Carolina does. Mm. Carolina runs a lot of 11 personnel. They're going to always have a tight end in the game. A lot of times they run 12 as well because they like to use all their tight ends. But those guys like to be detached. They like to be separate from the offensive line. They like to be their own person. So to us, to the viewer, it looks like four wide receivers, four wide, but it's really three
2: wide and a tight end. Yeah. And and Quinn brought up yesterday, he was asked about, not probably not having McCaffrey in this game. And he said, look, the production's going to have to go to somebody else and not, not just Hubbard, Hubbard, you know, obviously he's, if, he's be, he would be the starter, but, uh, They've got to supplement that production somewhere, and and a lot of it, it's passing game too. McCaffrey is so good in that area as well.
1: Yeah. He can do so many things, and you see it on the film, and you see it year in and year out. Teams know what's coming, and yeah. they Just still stop can't stop him. it. Yeah, still can't stop it.
4: New. And All how right. do they how do they replace that production though? It's going to be yeah. interesting. How they, they spread do it out. That. It's
1: going to be DJ yeah. Moore, Robbie Anderson. I think they're going to go all over the place. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch, uh, hopefully later after this week. Let's, let's talk about week five, week six down the line. All right. Uh, Rocky from South Carolina is on the line. You're almost in enemy territory. What you got for us on Talking Cowboys?
4: Uh, well, I just want to say I'm a
0: longtime listener, and I'm going to keep it quick here. Um, one that was definitely
4: a touchdown with uh, Dak Prescott. <laughs> Rocky, Please. I'm with you, Rocky. <laughs> I'm with you. That's right, man. And um, I just want to know, do you think that Jabril Cox gets worked in the lineup at all? Because I feel like he could help out on a little yeah. bit of coverage with the tight ends and probably add some pressure as well. And I'll just leave it at that. i oh, good. Appreciate it, Rocky.
1: Thanks for the call, Rocky. We have some really smart right, listeners. Bye because this is these were the concerns we were talking about off air and it's like bam
4: Yep, and you know, you go. the problem ends. with that, the problem with that, Kyle, is that you'd say we have some dumb listeners too. <laughs> you're the positive. <laughs> no, not that's how truthful No, know. No, you're, you're truthful. Maybe so. it's
1: just dumb hosts. That's, <laughs> that's no, no. That's there. not where I was going.
4: Uh,
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rock. Hey, g- great question. And uh, to answer your qu- and to answer your question, I believe we will see a lot more Jabril Cox this week. I think we'll see a lot less Vander Esch and a lot less Jalen Smith this week, just because what they do well. Doesn't necessarily net us that advantage against this particular team. That's just my my view. I'm not saying that you don't use them, but I'm saying it's more Tampa Bay usage than it is Chargers usage.
2: I, I don't know. I don't know if I if I see him getting a lot of run. Uh, he was in there a little bit. I think he got a few snaps. Well, and that's what he was drafted out of college yeah. for was He's,
1: his coverage ability as a linebacker. I mean,
2: that was, was like was, a safety almost. He was
1: a legit coverage linebacker at LSU. So. I I like the idea, but I'm, I think I'm with you. I don't know how much he rotates in because you can still find something similar from the other
2: guys you have. I yeah, I think um, it could be another curse game. Where curse. he's playing oh, the yeah. entire game. And but, you, but you're
3: going to need two of those guys. Y-
2: yeah, and and Neil. <laughs> to your point, I don't know if he's back from mm-hmm. COVID list this week. Yeah. So
4: I mean, in the event that that those are our realities where we don't have Neil, then Jabril Cox would be the next best thing. I mean, I, it's, at some point, guys. I've been lobbying for our younger guys to get a little bit more burn, um, but they haven't. And you. like like Kyle just said, you know out of college that was his main thing his ability to stick tight ends and so when we get the question about being burned by tight ends and you have a guy that does that hey let's see like you he know, got him you know, kind of like it, but I, I think the evaluation process for this team happens every day and if guys were showing it in practice, I think they would be doing it in the game
3: and i and I, and I strongly believe that our approach offensively and defensively we special teams we're still figuring that out is we are going to meet. Our opponents, where they are at, and so if Jabril Cox provides us the, the most leverage this week, then guess what? Jabril Cox will be out there. Mm-hmm. Whatever we see line up out there on Sunday will be exactly what our coaches believe gives us the best, uh, uh, you know, option. And it's not—it's not like other rosters. Other rosters, like these, are our guys, and we just have to adapt. Based upon whatever yep. whatever we face, that's not how we operate this year. You, we have the personnel to match your personnel, and whatever we think works, that's what we'll put out there.
2: And Dan Quinn shown he's willing to adjust. Absolutely. It's not. Uh, I don't know if I want to move Micah Parsons to defensive end this week because I, I don't know. I don't know in the past that they would have done that and said, "Look, you're you're rushing the entire game because yeah. this is the matchup we like," and yep. and that's what they've done. It's matchup ball, matchup ball, man. It's something you haven't seen. Yep. It, it, and Dan Quinn once again he's alluded to it all
1: the way back to training camp. So um Put all guards I out there. I'm not, I'm not leaving my, my big band out there. Yep. I love it. <laughs> Adjust, react, and, and keep Adapt, on adapting. Yeah, keep on adapting. All right. Kevin from Pennsylvania is yeah. on the line. Kevin, how's it going?
0: Mr. Kyle Yeomans, it's KMS from Birdsville. Oh, what's Boys. up, KMS?
1: How's it going? Did you have some fun up? up there? I'm sure you had some fun so up I, there I this ha- week.
0: I had to call you guys this week. So Kyle knows I am a diehard, lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan who lives in the Philadelphia area. Married god married
2: to bless an
0: Eagles you. fan. Mm, I, god bless you. I do you. an actual You're welcome. I do a podcast called Birds vs. Boys, which is me and an Eagles fan. So you know this week I was locked in a boxing ring with two <laughs> Eagles fans live streaming this game in Atlantic he's City. He's talking and about I a literal boxing
1: what? ring. Like he's actually was, in a boxing ring at like That's a dope. bar, and it was literally them two That's dope. through the whole game. And
0: it was, awesome. this has been just, such a phenomenal week. I don't think I can remember a game
4: that has given me such joy in a long time. Kevin, that is, man, dude, you're my hero. I mean, he's doing i the I, Lord's work. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's what exactly what he's doing. Because I can only imagine, like for me, that's like the like as a Cowboy fan, you want to test your mettle, go to a Cowboys Philly game in Philly. Let's make it out. So man, I'm in just, in Kevin. I'm, bar. I'm,
2: yeah, yeah, like mighty mix and rocking. Yeah, exactly. um, so I'm guessing you enjoyed that Cowboys Twitter post at the end with the T-shirt, huh? Oh, we, we, without
0: a doubt, because I actually saw a couple people wearing those shirts around here, and it, it's, it's over. I mean, come on. And Now I am now I get to go this week to the Eagles-Chiefs game for my, my wife's, my sister-in-law's birthday. So I'm just going to – I'm having way too much fun. <laughs> I have to enjoy it with you guys. Um, but I did, I did have one question moving forward. So, I mean, I've been loving what I'm seeing from the defense, especially from Odigie Zoua. Do we know about Neville Gallimore's – Recovery, Because I can't wait to see the two of them. This team has to find a way to get the two of them on the field together, correct? Once he's healthy?
2: Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I think Osa's definitely in the rotation when he comes back. And he will be back. But I, I it's not going to be – I don't know if it's going to be before the bye. We'll, we'll see. Mike okay. said all the guys on IR, it's going to be at least a couple more weeks. But, he's, you know, he's been out there okay. doing some rehab stuff at, mm-hmm. at the start of practice when we've been out there, and he's, he's looked good. I, you know, he's working with Brit, So I, I, he's making progress.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for everything. This defense. It's just so refreshing seeing guys on our defense getting their ball, getting their hands on the ball because we we never see that. And then taking it into the end zone. I mean, I, I love it. You guys keep doing what you're doing. I listen up here. Trust me, you guys got a following all all across this country. So keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I'll keep. I'll keep. Putting up the good fight up here. I got you, man. That's awesome, man. Kevin.
1: Uh, he's doing great work out there. Uh, KMS is is the guy, and, and I mean, Birds versus Boys is their podcast. If you wanted to see some some jawing back and forth, it. that's that's one thing. I mean, awesome. we think Heckma and Isaiah go after it no, every now and again, but awesome. no, that's not the case.
3: The, the question is, do they bring those shirts back
4: out when we play them? Again? There's no way. God, that's a great question.
3: What? Or do you just throw those away? Or do you put them away in your drawer? You gotta
4: stay true to it. like once you've done it, you can't you can't go away yeah. from it now you, you, yeah. you're you, you, all in so you think they put it back you on oh, you, you know. have right? I think you have to what's I, the
3: internal conversation when you when they pull that shirt out the I drawer I feel like you a loser they, like they have like the little rinky dink drawer that probably pulls out you know the one, you, like, <laughs> you, the one you, gotta, you gotta jingle a little bit you know what I mean <laughs> to get it on the rails yeah, to get on the rails sometimes it's not even on the rails sometimes you just lift it up and just pull <laughs> and set it back down and then you gotta dig down in there and then they pull it out you know what I'm saying Robin? They, they pop it a couple
1: times and they look at it it, and smells, it. smells like wood Last time I put this on, it's a little musty. And it's like the like flashbacks. Yeah, and, flashbacks. Like, do you put that on? Or do they you got to commit.
4: You got to commit. Um, you got to stay true. you think they're that loyal? You know, they're going to have to be. I,
1: I, I appreciate <laughs> the loyalty from these two, these two gentlemen because of saying, hey, let's go back out. But you got your butt whipped. Yeah. You got your. There was no hope. I don't want to. I, I mean, I could cuss there, but I'm not going to. No. You got. Just destroyed on national television, and everyone in the country knew that that was a
4: thing. What did you say? Sometimes you say stuff that I don't get to later, and I'm sorry. I've delayed What did he say? Nope. Not gonna even going to say Mm-mm. it? I, I didn't hear it. i was too
1: adamant. All right, we're going to take our second break. <laughs> Special thanks to all those who gave us some fan calls. We'll do that every week here on Talking Cowboys. But when we come back, what are our concerns going into week four of the NFL season? We'll answer that when we come back. <laughs> Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what <laughs> Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Heckman's got his Essilor lenses on. No. Isaiah's got the read going. I've got my Essilor lenses on. Rob's going to get his sometime Rob, in 2024.
2: One of
4: these days. Rob. IRS. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna return the email you know one what? of these times.
3: My daughter has an appointment with Essilor tomorrow. She is Ooh. excited. You know thanks to Rob, you know, in the communication. I've been able to stay in touch with the <laughs> Essilor folks and I am sending that's how much I trust Essilor. I am sending my daughter. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's real. That's a lot. So not the the doctor that we saw. I trusted him, and I saw him. My daughter saw him, and now we're going to get some SLR lenses tomorrow. Love it. Going to headquarters. Love now, it. I'll be here with great you, boys. People. But I'm sitting I'm sitting, sitting to the
4: fam. That, the now best. that was it. Same perfect vision.
3: No, 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 no. I don't know. My, my my daughter's type one diabetic, so she has some stuff. Oh, with okay, uh, we gotta stay on top of the. So trusting the people at SLR to make sure she's she. Trust good. me, I've been Love through that, that too. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm right there with you, yeah, But buddy. They're great. Yeah, man. they are. They're awesome. I've I've been to a lot of doctors, eye doctors, in my time, yeah. and. They were right up. There. That's awesome, and that's 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 not good people. Just because it's a read. All right, what are our concerns going into Week Four? We've got a first place Dallas Cowboys team, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. I love saying that every episode. Mm. First place Dallas Cowboys, a two and one. There is a test coming yes. up with the Carolina Panthers. Yes, even is. though they don't have Christian McCaffrey, even though they are a little banged up on defense as well, this is not an easy task. Nope. This is not an easy game. They are 3-0 and for a reason, and Sam Darnold is playing some really good football right Uh-oh. now at the quarterback position. So what is your biggest concern? Rob, we're going to start with you on this one. Heading into Week 4, based off of the short sample size that you've had from the Cowboys so far.
2: Um, there's not a ton of concerns, but I, I would go back. Back to what Bob said, and it's a—it's the amount of big plays they've allowed, just pure yardage that they've allowed, you know, and that's why these rankings you have to—they're misleading because I don't—I forget where the Cowboys are ranked in total defense right now. It's toward the bottom, I think, because of just pure yardage, yardage. allowed. But they've done a good job not allowing a ton of points and the takeaways, obviously. But they've there have been some big plays, and you go back to Week Two with with Herbert, you know, a couple penalties cost them and and, co- and prevented even more big yardage. So it's been kind of a bend-don't-break thing at times on defense. And and there's going to be some more of those, those games coming uh, w- in terms of like talent that they're facing. And, and Darnold is playing well, you're right. Tied for
1: 26th in total yardage. Yeah. And if you want to feel better about that number, I mean, of course, you're still winning games and your defense looks better than it has been. But the team that they're tied with is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, right. no! So isn't that interesting? Right. So yeah, it's Tampa Bay's a little misleading. As yeah. of today. You said what? Tampa Bay is addressing that as of today. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, they are. <laughs> Richard Sherman on his way to the Buccaneers. All right, Isaiah, what's your concern? Uh, my concern for this <laughs> – Jesus, missed opportunities. Uh, my concern
3: is can we I, – I believe that through the first three weeks, our intensity has been greater than our opponents, even with the loss to Tampa. I think our intensity – Has been greater. Now, our execution wasn't on point with with Tampa Bay in a lot of regards. Our our effort was there, right? But I'm not sure that we're going to out-effort these guys. These guys run and fly around offensively and defensively. My concern is will we match it and not allow them to out-hustle us on every play because they do that. They do that. And when you play those teams, the reason why I believe that they're 3 and 0 is not because they have just a, they, some of these, these amazing playmakers. And they, they didn't
2: play anybody yeah, and all they, that. They didn't mm-hmm. play anybody.
3: Like these dudes, obviously, they haven't had the competition that we've had yet this year. Sure. Okay, cool. That's, that's a fun fact of the day. But these guys' effort can't be questioned. That's what happened. When I watch, I watch a lot of film in my life, these guys jump off the screen. Every single guy on the field jumps off the screen and then they have their guys that they rely on to make plays but the intensity level what we're seeing on our side of the, defensively on that side of the ball in terms of guys flying to the ball hitting being excited high energy they have that too mm-hmm. on that side of the ball as well as offensively so when we start talking about these tight ends go back and watch the game anybody who has the NFL game pass go back and watch these tight ends these dudes want to run you into the ground they are high effort guys that are going 10-15 yards down the field these guys present a problem in that regard. will how will we meet them? Will we meet them head on when it comes to effort and will we be able to, to have the the uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the longevity to be able to go through the whole game with that intensity. Can we match that
1: for four quarters? got to have the stamina?
4: No, and you know what? I think adding to what you just said, I think it's it's the Matt Rule effect. If you looked at him from his career in Temple uh, to Baylor, all of his teams, they compete hard. And they finished 5-11 last year, but all of those 11 losses were decided by eight points or less. And so that means they're highly competitive in all of the games that they're playing in. And so I agree with you. You have to match that intensity. But, Rob, I, I think I'm in line with what you're talking about, the big plays. And I think that's the thing that's keeping us at 20 because other than that, we're shutting down uh, the run. And the problem with Carolina is that they're number six in yards after catch, big playability, Mm -hmm. things like that, and we're 31st in that regard. So that is a concern of mine. You know, if we we get there to the – get the guy tackled, get him on the ground. Don't allow tremendous yards after catch. Don't allow drives to continue and methodically uh, allow these guys to go down the field. So I'm going to be looking at that, but I think just the gash plays that we've been giving up is a thing of concern.
3: That's a legitimate concern. Concern. And the reason why I say that is because of the personnel that these guys come out with, and their how they run their offense, the type of routes that they run from those formations. You cannot play zone against these guys. They will pick you apart. They will. They will. Pick, find they will pick you apart. All these guys are running curls all at the same level, the same depth, at five different spots. You, there's a hole in there Wait every single time. Wait a minute. Are you picking the Panthers? No, 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 no. I'm not picking the Panthers. Ooh. I'm not picking the Panthers. No, no, no. Let's not do that. I am acknowledging days. every <laughs> week. Listen, we're playing professional football, right? <laughs> if if it's professional football. Every team's going to have something that you should be concerned about. Uh, okay. Right? So that's why we have this show. We have these, we're going to talk about these concerns. You just puffed up. I was no, no, no. Baby. What I'm saying is we have to play man. We have to play man. So when we start talking about Jabril Cox, when we start talking about Curse and their impact on the game, we're going to have to play man. If you play zone, you will get destroyed. I'm just going to say that today. If we try to play zone, we will get destroyed, especially if we can't get a dog on pass rush. These guys protect the quarterback well until they go empty. As soon as they go empty, they have issues. When they don't go empty, they protect, right? And they don't have to hold the ball on because these guys are running eight yards down the field. They are, this team is okay catching the ball eight yards and then coming to the line of scrimmage and then running the ball. And then coming to the line of scrimmage and catching the ball for eight yards. Like they're okay working down the field, unlike Philly. Philly wanted to take the big shot, like we talked about, and we made them pay, just like we talked about. This team is okay marching down the field, and but we when we go man, then we're one on one with DJ Moore, then we're one on one with Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Not too many guys faster than Robbie Anderson in this league, so we have to play man against these guys, and then you guys to your guys' point. 26 in the league, that's when that really gets highlighted. You know, you Cameron Irvin is a left tackle.
1: I know I know that. I saw that. Get <laughs> I, I saw him. that. Get after him. <laughs> former Cowboy. <laughs> I, I can say former Cowboy because he was on the team last year, but he didn't really play a lot. So, But he is their left tackle. I think it was dude. Guess who's number one on that list in terms of yards allowed in the game? <laughs> mm. Defensively, mm. guess who's number one on that list? Mm, Tampa guess. Bay, right? Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Panthers. Oh, be. number
4: one. Number yeah, one. they got the number one D. Yep. 191
1: <laughs> yards allowed. They're number one in rushing yards allowed and number one in passing yards allowed. That's and a good thing. Well, the Cowboys are going to try and muddy up that number a little bit on Sunday. All right, that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Tomorrow we're previewing, I know I said this yesterday at the end of the show, but tomorrow we actually are previewing the Carolina offense and the Cowboys defense on Thursday. And we, of course, get ready into Friday. For Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, and the great Chris Beam in the back of Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys.